0: And we start off, as we always do, with the daily COVID numbers. There were 11,200 new COVID-19 cases and 113 more fatalities recorded during the previous 24 hours, the Public Health Ministry reported on Thursday morning. There were 11,062 cases in the general population and 138 among prison inmates. The number of new cases rose from the 9,866 announced on Wednesday when the country recorded 102 more fatalities. On Wednesday, 10,087 COVID-19 patients were discharged from hospital after recovering from the coronavirus. We have seen now a bit of an uptick since yesterday of nearly 2,000 cases. I presume they are the probables that um, were calculated from the day before. There was also 4,783 probable cases that were positive via the ATK test kits that are also being deployed around the country. So that would probably bring the numbers up to about 16,000, 17,000 for the day. It's a little disappointing, but as we say, we'll always keep our eye on it and hopefully things will improve along the way. So we'll start off with the first story of today and that's in relation to the UK. The number of countries on the UK's travel red list has been slashed to just seven. As of 4 a.m. on Monday, 47 countries will be removed from the red list, so travellers from those nations will no longer have to quarantine in a government-approved hotel for 11 nights at a cost of 2285 And yes, Thailand has been removed from the red list. Transport Secretary Grant Shapps also added 37 countries to the list of locations where approved vaccine programmes, while travellers from those non-red listed countries are no longer having to quarantine for 10 days on arrival from Monday. Mr. Shaps made the announcement days after the traffic light system was scrapped in favour of one red list. So fully vaccinated travellers arriving from non-red list countries no longer need to take a pre-departure test before arriving in England. So that basically means that anybody travelling now from Thailand to the UK no longer have to do the hotel quarantine, which is a fantastic thing. And it also means now that travelers from the UK will be able to visit Thailand and not have to worry about doing quarantine on their way back. So that definitely is fantastic news for Thailand and for UK expats. And tourists alike. So yeah, absolutely fantastic news there. The only countries that are left on the list are Peru, Ecuador, Colombia, Panama, Dominican Republic, Haiti, and Venezuela. And that's really it now. So that's absolutely fantastic news. And I think it's a great way to start off today. Relation to whether or not vaccines from Thailand will be accepted or not, I haven't seen the list as of yet, but it's not looking like Thailand will be on that list of accepted vaccines. I think it's a lot to do with AstraZeneca not being World Health Organization approved or European medical agencies approved, which is a great pity. Hopefully in the future, this will happen. But again, they're not accepting Pfizer or Moderna or any vaccine in Thailand that has been administered here. So it is a bit of an issue, but we will definitely come back to that story sometime in the future. Phuket gets 42,000 overseas visitors More than 42,000 international travellers have flown to Phuket during July 1 to October 5, generating more than 2 billion baht for the economy, says the Tourism Authority of Thailand. Since October 1, the government has cut the quarantine time to seven days for fully vaccinated international visitors under the sandbox scheme, allowing tourists who land in Phuket to hop to other popular designated destinations in Panya, Krabi and Thani. They can stay in these destinations for seven days from the previous 14 required before being able to travel further to other parts of Thailand Tat Phuket director Nantasari Ranasiri said Phuket welcomed 42,006 visitors during the July 1 to October 5 period. Most were long haul travellers from the United States, the United Kingdom, Israel, France and Germany. They generated up to 2 billion baht. We set the target at 100,000 visitors because we thought we would have both short and long haul visitors. But so far most of our visitors are from the United States and Europe she said. Tat is optimistic the numbers of tourists visiting the Phuket sandbox will increase. We see good signs that tourism in Phuket is picking up, she said. The total of room reservations at Safety and Health Administration SHA Plus Certified Hotels from July this year to next February is 754,777 room nights, including 168,759 room nights in October. About 84% of visitors are satisfied with the SHA Plus Certified Hotels, she said. Firstly, I believe that they had predicted 129 Thousand visitors from abroad and about 500 domestic and pretty much they failed on all fronts now as we've said the only thing this has been good for is showing that international travelers do not pose any risk to the thai population in regards to covid i would also just now something that looks a bit strange is they are still taking sha plus certified bookings until february so is that an indication that this method this system that they have this program is going to continue until february march april of next year I hope not because it'll be the death of tourism in this country and also this number this number includes I would say travel agents who've booked in advance but are not are hoping that the restrictions are reduced in the coming month or two now I know for a fact there's a couple of travel agents have made it very clear they will not be flying here unless the COE and the multiple PCR tests are Done in with, or a compromise has come up with, because they just can't sell this to people in Europe. It's not sellable, and unfortunately, I'm getting the suspicion and the feeling that this COE and these PCR testings are going to continue for a long time in this country, which will not be a good thing for the industry and the country as a whole. Now, another thing that I've been asked about quite often in the comment section is about the Bangkok reopening on November one, and will it be going ahead? Well, all I can say is that we are on October. 8th now and not one SOP for the whole project has been published. And considering they were planning to open on October 1 and October 15th, you think the SOPs would be available for people to see. I've spoken to a few general managers of upscale hotels in Bangkok who have told me straight that they know nothing about any SOPs for the reopening. Exactly how this reopening will happen? Will it be just a sandbox area within Bangkok or where will people be allowed to go? I do know that they are registering for SHA plus hotels so the SHA plus hotel system will still be in effect in Bangkok which means and says to me that the whole idea will be just a sandbox in Bangkok and it won't be what a lot of people have thought it would be because they keep advertising this quarantine free. It's not quarantine free really if it's the exact same as the Phuket sandbox and that seems to be a huge issue with hoteliers in Bangkok which is why now they're kind of moving away from this international travel for the last quarter and they will start to focus more on domestic tourism because I think a lot of hoteliers right now are just giving up on the government doing the right thing and getting this country back on track they can't seem to get out of the bureaucracy that they've created they seem to love it and they think for some reason that international travelers love it too but no matter how often they're told whether they're being told by hoteliers travel agents airlines even their own staff they refuse to change and they refuse to listen and that to me says we have a very big problem in terms of trying to kickstart the international tourism in this country. But nevertheless, we'll keep an eye out for it. We'll see what's going on. I genuinely hope things get better quickly, but I just don't see it being that way right now. And our next story, government targets 882 billion in local tourism revenue next year. The government aims to generate at least 882 billion baht in domestic tourism revenue next year from government measures to revive the struggling sector after a major slump in foreign arrivals. The economy suffered its deepest fall in more than two decades last year, with the key tourism sector devastated by the coronavirus pandemic. The country plans to soon welcome more vaccinated foreign tourists. The Tourism Association of Thailand is working with businesses on plans to promote travel, including more flights to key tourist destinations such as Chiang Mai and Phuket later this month, Deputy Governor spokesman Tressali Trensa Kharal, said in a statement. The move is to meet higher demand for travel during the high season as the outbreak situation has improved and measures to support travel have started, he said. In the first eight months of 2021, Thailand recorded 127 billion baht in domestic tourism despite incentives to encourage more local travel. Last year, domestic tourism revenue dropped 55% to 482 billion baht, compared with an average 83% plunge in foreign tourist receipts to 332 billion baht. Thailand received nearly 40 million foreign tourists, who spent 1.91 trillion baht in 2019. The strict visa and quarantine requirements during the pandemic have until recently deterred foreign tourists. And a story from RoboCop Singapore Patrol Robots Stoke Fears of Surveillance State Singapore has trialed patrol robots that blast warnings at people engaging in undesirable social behaviour, adding to an arsenal of surveillance technology in the tightly controlled city-state that is fueling privacy concerns. From vast numbers of CCTV cameras to trials of lampposts kitted out with facial recognition tech, Singapore is seeing an explosion of tools to track its inhabitants. Officials have long pushed a vision of a hyper-efficient, tech-driven smart nation, but activists say privacy is being sacrificed and people have little control over what happens to their data. The government's latest surveillance device are robots on wheels, with seven cameras that issue warnings to the public and detect undesirable social behaviour. That includes smoking in prohibited areas, improperly parking bicycles and breaching coronavirus social distancing rules. During a recent patrol one of the Xavier robots wove its wave a housing estate and stopped in front of a group of elderly residents watching a chess match. Please keep one meter distancing Please keep to five persons per group, a robotic voice blared out as a camera on top of the machine trained its gaze on them. During a three-week trial in September, two robots were deployed to patrol the housing estate and a shopping centre. It reminds me of Robocop, said Fanny Teo, a 34-year-old research assistant who was walking through the mall. It recalls a dystopian world of robots. I'm just a bit hesitant about that kind of concept, she said. Digital rights activist Lee T. Ting said the devices were the latest way Singaporeans were being watched. It all contributes to the sense people need to watch what they say and what they do in Singapore to a far greater extent than they would in other countries, she told the AFP. But the government defended its use of robots, saying they were not being used to identify or act against offenders during the text trial and were needed to address a labour crunch as the population ages. Now, I don't know what to make of all that, and I don't know what you're going to make of all of that. I've recently seen they have one now in Bangkok that seems to be trolling around a shopping center or an immigration center somewhere in Bangkok. To be honest with you, it does sound like something from Robocop or some futuristic world where robots are have replaced, you know, human beings as police officers. Personally, I think it's way over the top, and especially in a country like Singapore that, you know has a lot of cctv and facial recognition software around and where they watch what you do a lot more than in other countries i think it's just a step too far but i'd love to know what you think about it if uh, police robots turned up in the united states what would you say to it all i'd love to hear your comments down below in the comment section and our next story for today doctors oppose legalizing e-cigarettes. The Medical Association of Thailand has come out strongly against a proposal by the digital economy and society minister Chaiwat Tanakamason to legalize the sale of e-cigarettes. The association sent an open letter to Prime Minister Prayuth Chanacha asking him to caution the minister. The letter was signed by Amorn Amorin Lee Lashamani, president of the Medical Association of Thailand and supported by heads of other organisations including 14 royal colleges and the National Alliance for Tobacco-Free Thailand. Amorn said that in his proposal to the cabinet on September 28, Mr Chaiwood openly showed he fully supported the legalisation of the sale of e-cigarettes. This was despite both the Commerce and Public Health Ministry, having no policy to allow their importation. Dr. Amorn said e-cigarettes were produced by firms in the tobacco industry to replace ordinary tobacco cigarettes. Results from worldwide research showed e-cigarettes were clearly hazardous to health, Dr. Amorn said. In the United States where e-cigarettes are legal, many young people who had not smoked before were found to have become addicted to vaping because they had been fed false information. Dr. Amorn said. He said e-cigarettes like tobacco cigarettes contain nicotine, a narcotic substance which causes many chronic diseases that require costly treatment. Liquid flavouring from flowers and fruit was added to the fluid used to vaporise to give it a sweet smell. But these substances could cause many types of cancer after being heated and inhaled, he said. Advertisement posted on social media by e-cigarette product producers tempted young people to try vaping even though it's not only harmful to health but also damaging to the economy. Countries where young people had become addicted to vaping have to allocate extra budget funding for the treatment of their illnesses he said. So in relation to what this doctor says I think it's fair that we have a counterbalance to it. Now although I don't agree with vaping neither do I really agree with cigarette smoking because I used to smoke myself and I quit. I think that we need to have a proper debate about what he's talking about because there's a lot of things he says are just plain out false. So firstly, is vaping harmful? Now this is from Cancer Research UK. Research so far shows that e-cigarettes are far less harmful than smoking actual tobacco cigarettes. For people who smoke e-cigarettes, they are an option to help them stop. E-cigarettes are not risk-free. We don't yet know their long-term effects, so people who have never smoked shouldn't use them. Fair enough. Does vaping have side effects? Well lots of people want to know this, but it's too soon to say for sure. But studies so far show that e-cigarettes are far less harmful than smoking. Most of the toxic chemicals in cigarettes are not present in e-cigarettes. What are the benefits of switching from smoking to vaping? Vaping is far less harmful than smoking, so your health could benefit from switching, but you need to stop using tobacco completely to get the benefits. Is passive vaping harmful? There is no good evidence that secondhand vapor from e-cigarettes is harmful. Is nicotine harmful? Nicotine is the chemical that makes cigarettes addictive, but it is not responsible for the harmful effects of smoking. Nicotine does not cause cancer and people have used nicotine replacement therapy safely for many years. Nicotine replacement therapy is safe enough to be prescribed by doctors. Now, I think this goes against a lot of what this doctor has just said. And I think, as I said, there always needs to be a counterbalance to what they say. He basically, as far as I'm concerned, has not researched what he's talking about. And if he is so concerned about e-cigarettes, he should also talk about regular cigarettes, while he's in the process of doing it and I think he's done a great disservice to himself and his organization by not researching correctly what he's talking about I'm just quoting from Cancer Research UK which as far as I'm concerned would say if there's something wrong with them they'd certainly have it on their website and have printed literature on it so anyway I'd love to know what you think do you think vaping is more or less harmful than cigarette smoking Do you think it should be legal in Thailand or not? Now, another issue in Thailand is that you can get e-cigarettes here. They're all under the table. And from time to time, you see shops get raided for selling e-cigarettes. So, Is it better to have them legalized and some control over them or have them in the black market as they are now? And for the Phuket News Roundup, yesterday we had 167 local COVID-19 transmissions. Two of those came from the Sandbox Programme. We had 310 international arrivals through the Sandbox Scheme. They arrived on one Qatar Airways flight and two Singapore Airline flights. 283 passengers tested negative for COVID during their second tests, while there was no reported infections during the third and final swab test of 212 tourists. Since the 1st of July, 42,316 travellers have availed of the sandbox programme. And in other Phuket news, Phuket storm weather to continue. The heavy downpours that have soaked the island yesterday and today are expected to continue into the next week, forecast the Thai Meteorological Department. Phuket Vegetarian Festival gets underway. The Phuket Vegetarian Festival got underway yesterday afternoon, as every shrine taking part in the festival this year held a traditional ceremony to raise the Goteng Poles, welcoming the Jade Emperor and the Nine Emperor Gods to descend from the heavens. And finally, Tamasat Massacre remembered in Phuket. A small group of 14 people gathered at Queen Sirikits Park in Phuket Town yesterday evening, October 6, to remember the slaying of at least 46 people by Thai soldiers in the Thammasat Massacre on October 6, 1976.